My battery's about to die. It's almost daylight. Whoa. Oh, it looks like it's turning this way. Welcome to the Alien Pro Podcast. It's Saturday, November 26, 2022. I'm here today giving an interview with Terry from Florida. Terry called us or contacted me through our Facebook uh, ad campaign. Terry seen, has seen some pretty good video. Has, excuse me, has some pretty good video. He also has some uh, still pics that are pretty good and that we're going to put up while we uh, do the episode. Bill is kind of guiding me in the background <laughs> right now. So he's also, uh, he says he had an x-ray, he had an accident and they found an anomaly in his x-ray and uh, we're hoping to get that also. I had a pretty extensive interview, phone interview with Terry, so the audio is a little bit soft on his end, but it's, you can definitely understand him and, um, he's a, definitely a fan and is looking forward to, um, you know, contributing in the in live on the show in the future. So um, we're really happy. And then, so I'm just going to roll into the interview right now. All right, we've got Terry on. Terry's called in from good old sunny Florida. We seem to be having a lot of sightings back there. How you doing, Terry? Not bad. How about yourself, Doug? Awesome. Thanks a lot for allowing us to do the recording. We'll, what we'll probably do is just slip it in during one of the regular. Uh, you did hear one of the episodes already? You've heard yes, it. Sir. What do you think? I, I, it's interesting to me. I was always kind of a skeptic, you know, like, how come we don't, you know, if there's people that are wearing it, oh, I didn't get it. I didn't understand until I started attention, you know? We've heard, we have done, Bill's a, my, a lifelong friend. I've known him since, you know, grade school. So we've always, throughout the years, we've kept in touch and we've, we talk about this and this, we decided to to uh, do a show based on the everything weird, not just UFOs, but UFOs are definitely obviously something that are in the news right now. So what I'm going to ask a couple of questions. What do you do for a living? Are you retired or do you still work? I'm disabled, retired. Yeah. Oh, I broke my neck about 12 years ago. Oh man. I mean, are you getting around. Okay. I'm getting around now. I was bedridden for almost two years. But oh, I'm getting around now. No. Well, you got you're in uh, so you're in a nice part of Florida. You're on the water. Yeah, I live uh, on a canal that goes right into Lake Okeechobee. That is. You do some fishing. I love it. Yep. What do you yeah. fish for? I stay in trouble with the woman three quarters of the time because I'm fishing. <laughs> you got to give her a pole. Have her sit next to you. Yeah. <laughs> She's outside. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
So have you seen, before you saw, we'll describe what you saw in a minute, but um, have you seen any before or is it just something that, you know, all of a sudden you saw him at your place now and you're saying, oh, wow, this is something. No, I, I tell you what, I had a actually kind of a, I don't know if you'd want to call it hair raising or staggering experience, like in 1979 or 78, there was five of us in my 1970 Cadillac and we were on this uh, old, it was just a, a road way up in Southern Illinois. And you could look in, it was about 35 miles from Chicago. And you could see the airplanes landing into O'Hare Airport. You could see them. Yeah. It was just kind of cool to watch. You could see them line up over Lake Michigan. And all of a sudden, this one, it, sure, it still looked like an airplane. It had the the rotating beacon, the navigation lights, and everything on it. started coming, and it looked like it landed on this road that was across this field. That we were sitting on. Was this at night or during the day? This was just, it was probably 9, 9.30 at night. Yeah. And it was, it looked like it landed. I thought, wow, that guy ran out of gas over there. And we thought, well, maybe we should go over there and see if they're okay. And then it wasn't five minutes later, this light, this white, bright white light looked like somebody was running across the field, like with a Coleman lamp. It looked really weird. It was just going all over the place. I said, well, we don't have to go over there. He's going over here. And all of a sudden, that white light just kind of was within two car lengths of the car. And it was a, uh, for lack of better words, it was a flying saucer. Wow. <laughs> Looking right at us. That is crazy. Then, yeah, the, there was three girls and another friend of mine in the car. And they're all screaming and yelling like, go, go, because it, it really looked weird. It didn't look like nothing that I'd ever seen before. No, didn't act like anything. And then uh, I opened my door to stand up and look at it because I, I wanted to see what that was. Because I, like I said, I was a skeptic. There, you know, there's, there's, there's got to be something that you can explain really easy. I'll just take a look. And, uh. I got out and they said, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see this, that they said it shot a beam at my head. And to me, it looked like I was looking down a whirlpool of like mercury or something. It looked, looked like a whirlpool of mercury going that way. Really? And, yes, sir. And the girls were still screaming. And then um, I got in the car and we took off in the car and we're driving like towards our houses and they're all crying. And I was, I, like, I didn't know what to think. I was like, oh, let's, let's go home. And then um, the next thing we knew, it was like getting daylight. And this happened at like 9.30 at night. And we only lived like a 15, 20-minute drive from where we were at. Right. So we, we lost some time there. And I, none of them will even talk about it anymore at all. I've tried to talk to a couple of them. They're like, ah, you know, we were drinking and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, drinking doesn't do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, Bill and I have talked about this for over we're you know, we're older too. And, uh, we've never seen anything, you know, although we know, you know, we obviously with what's going on, we know there's something going on out there. We don't know. I know you had questions based on the sighting that now you guys are having, are you seeing this regularly? Actually for, for about a month there, we saw it. 
probably twice a week, you know, and almost like clockwork. And then during the last couple of weeks, I haven't seen that at all. <laughs> but that uh, that big triangle that I took a picture of, that's very misleading. It looks like it's like pointing upwards. It looks like it's leaking. But it's laying level across the top of the sky. But it's just taking up so much sky, you can see like trees on the one side and and the one you can see the top of my house. It's it's huge. It's humongous. How far away was it from where you were standing? Uh, it was above my house. It was partially above my house, but I couldn't tell how far away it was, the other end of it was. But I'm sure it went a quarter of a mile. How high? You know, on, on the three sides of it. How high up was it? Could you see? Uh, well, there was clouds going over it and clouds going under it. So I really, I don't want to say it wasn't that high because I really don't know how big it was and it yeah. wasn't dark. But I would say probably a thousand feet up. It wasn't that high up. That's crazy. It didn't make any noise at all? No noise whatsoever. Did it have any lights, like navigation lights, like you were talking about with the other sighting? Nothing. It just had like that uh, greenish neon colored light all the way around it and made a perfect triangle with, you know, sharp edges and stuff. And there's, you know, there's no right angles in nature like that. No. The neighbors were all coming over wanting me to, you know, what is it? What are we going to do? I'm like, well, just don't shoot at it. I no, probably don't want to shoot at it. <laughs> we were all really? looking at it and then yeah. came in the house and settled down, had a glass of pop and went outside and it was gone. Yeah, that's that's insane. So was this, the other sightings, were they just like this or were they? No, those are small things. I saw the the white one first and it was kind of off in the, over the lake more like, again, I can't say how far away it was because I don't know how big the white one was, but it looked like that one stayed the farthest away. But you could tell when it turned, and you could tell when it was coming at you, and you could tell when it was, you know, turned left or right. You could just see. And I, I, I have a really kind of a cheap camera phone, so you can't really tell. You know, you can't get any details from my videos. But the, And the blue one was like, you can see in the video, you can see it flashing off the canal, the, on the water of the canal. It came within 100 yards of me, and it was probably like the size of one of those side-by-sides that people buy around, you know? Right. And it gave off a funny smell, and I can't describe the smell. Like, it didn't, it smelled like, it didn't smell rotten, but it smelled like if you ever smelled a jellyfish on the beach. Yeah. They watch up, it just smelled really weird. It didn't smell like rotting anything. It just, I can't describe the smell. It's like nothing I smelled before. Really. But no noise, but a strange smell. Yeah, that's what that's typical of UFO photography. Even with even people with good cameras, it's amazing how you don't. It's always the running joke that you know you just can't get a good picture. <laughs> you know, one the big triangle. I could not get it on video. It would not show up at all. So yeah, I ended up taking a few stills of it. Yeah, you see it in the different colors because I was trying to get pull it as much of it out as I could, you know, just to see what, you know, pull up any details and you can't. Yeah. I sent you some pictures of that red one also, and you can see, I got a picture of it where it was like hiding behind a tree 
about 200 yards or 100 yards away from my house. And you can see a tree branch in front of it with some leaves, but I got it right when it was taken off. You can see the mark from it taken off. Had it landed in the in your area, do you think? No, it, it, it never did land. It was always hovering above the ground six, eight feet. But when it took off, I couldn't even see where it went. It just it took off low and made a bunch of curves, and it was gone. But that blue one, man, it, it, it kept disappearing like in a little puff. Yeah. Of, uh, it, it's not really smoke. It looked like it was surrounded by jelly. It looked... Yeah. It wasn't smoke because, like, it was... It was like move. The jelly would keep moving when it stopped. Or it was just so weird. I, I actually went in the house for that one. I was like, I'm not going to watch that because it was coming at me, coming closer, slowly but coming. Yeah, there's the there's a theory that they have a, a like kind of like a bubble that's around the actual whatever the ship would be, is that right? and that the bubble is a you know it's electromagnetic or whatever they use for propulsion and that so that when they take off um or when they you know because they jet away i mean when the thing moved did it move slowly or did it move quickly out of sight that one moved slow that one wasn't in no hurry to go anywhere and it just bobbed around so much so in the in the video that's not me moving around that's that thing moving around that's just uh that's amazing coming closer it got really it got to my neighbor's empty lots and was still coming towards me. So I thought, eh, I'm going to go in the house. Yeah. And I kept watching out the windows and it never came into my yard, but I wasn't going to stick around. That's pretty crazy. I know the one picture, you, it had the image and then it's almost like it had an outline of the an opening of of that image, you know? Yeah. The jellyfish yeah. looking one. Um, it's pretty bizarre. Yeah, we... There's all kinds of theories. I know you're kind of out. We don't really have an answer. You know, um, I mean. Very uneducated on UFOs. So we, the whole world is kind of. I'm welcome to, that's for sure. <laughs> we all just, we're all just kind of trying to figure it all out. There's, there's different, my, my personal philosophy is that, or my theory, not my philosophy, but my theory is that, one of my theories is that. This is us coming from the future and observing us backwards. I know it's kind of a crackpot way to look at things, but well, no, you know, it's not crackpot because I've actually wondered that myself. Yeah, even from the past, I think. Yeah, I think the world has been all with technology in the past. Yeah, that's another theory. Is that there's another they there's another word that they use the ultra. I don't know. They have a word for it where they're they were always here, and the fact that. A lot of these showed up, if you listen to the show, we've got 200 episodes, I don't know if you want to spend that time listening to them, but throughout the last couple of years, we've looked at the the history of a lot of uh, the activity, and so, um, I, and since you're kind of new at what, you know, the situation, it when nuclear, when we started playing with nuclear weapons, that's when they started showing up. And yeah, because we're good. I think it's and at to your point, they may have been here the whole time. Who knows where they came from originally, or if they were all you know, we don't know, and yeah. nobody knows. So they could have been here the whole time, they could have been us coming from the future, coming down here, the extraterrestrial, you know, from outer space. There's 
we surmise that those probably aren't, but there's different scientifically. It's complicated. Bill's a PhD, so he is a lot more learned about, you know, the actual science of what you, you know, you can bend space. You don't necessarily have to travel for your lifetime to try to get from one solar system to the next. The, the theory is there's, there can be different ways to travel through the universe that, that doesn't make it's kind of like did you watch science fiction when you were younger yeah so you watch star trek and star wars and all that so yeah they just kind of cruise through space like they're in your 70 cadillac so you know it's we you know and there's waves of propulsion and that kind of thing like there's warp drive with you know star trek of course um so we don't know what honestly what makes them go um there's the government is now more involved than ever, but there's this, it's the same as Roswell. Everything kind of developed and was brought to light in Roswell. And Roswell was during the time that we were developing, we were in Trinity, the nuclear wep, nuclear uh, weapons development um, age. So that's when they kind of started. And that now it's, you know, we just, the last show you, if, I think that's the one I sent you where, they um the last shows where they actually brazil in 1996 had one that had crashed and they um if you listen to the whole episode we kind of lay out the it's in fact the show's on um amazon but you got to pay like five bucks for it eventually it'll be free but it's a documentary and two of these things the 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 beans that look like little aliens um, they actually, uh, we're running through this town in Brazil. So, I mean, wow. this is 96. So, but they're, Brazil's a little more forthcoming and they had a lot of eyewitness interviews. So, um, it was pretty exciting. We were excited to hear about it. Um, you know, were you in the military also? I was, uh, being trained as a Navy SEAL at, uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, at the Northwestern Military and Naval Academy, but um, the Vietnam War got ended, and you know, I hate to say it, I'm glad I didn't go. I mean, yeah, you're probably lucky you did. You're here today. That was that was one of those, another one of those unnecessary. The beginning of the unnecessary wars. We try not to get into too much politics in this because. You know, people don't really want to, you know, they don't want to hear about it. But we, we have our views, too. You know, Bill's in, he lives uh, in North Florida. So he's out there in your area. I'm in California. Oh, cool. I just don't understand why, if there is something, you know, why does our, if, if we have stuff like that, I can see our government keeping it secret from us. But if it's coming from somewhere else, why would they keep it secret? Like, hey, uh you know, uh, check this out. <laughs> why, why, why would they not? I know they use the term of mass hysteria and stuff, but I mean, what could be more scary than, you know, the threat of nuclear Holocaust? I mean, well, you get, as I, you know, so you go to, let's put it this way. Now, one of the reasons is, well, one of the, not the reason, the theory is that the religious people, you're, you go to church. You told me you go to church. How is it? And you're spiritual. Would it, if you found out that there were aliens from extraterrestrials from outer space, how would that affect your your view on um, God? I mean, 
None at all. I would think, well, okay, so God made more than one planet because, well, you know, like I have more than one fish tank in my house. You know why? Yeah. Why would God just want to make one planet full of people that don't listen to Him? He can make a couple others that maybe they'll try a little harder or something. You know. That's a good. That's a healthy way to look at it. But if there's are people out there that the government may be concerned that would go radical that are, and I'm, I'm not just religious people, but other people, you know, cause we have the different, the different peoples out there and, um, that believe in, in cer- certain things. And this might destroy their core value of, you know, what they believe, what they believe yeah, in. So I, I that, I that's, so I don't know though. I don't, you know, I don't know either. I don't know any more than you do. We just, we're, we've taken the, and I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I know the Facebook thing, that's what we're kind of doing is as we, people, we advertise on it and we, I get people that will call, that will not, we talk to them or we email or we text or whatever. And then we talk about, but there are organizations that can look into these phenomena in your area. I think there's MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. They'll actually do an investigation. They'll come and see you and actually do a report. We have a form we use, but we're not a huge organization. It's just something if we know, if I have a guest on that seems something, we have them kind of fill the form out, you know, basically outlines a lot of the things we talked about, how far it was, how big it was, what it looked like, a diagram of what... Yeah, but MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, you can contact them about the sighting if you choose. And um, they do, they're all over the world. And they, you know, they're, we have one in, they have a little one in, uh, they're uh, in our town. In, in the, I'm in the Sacramento area. So they have one up north, a little north of us, but they, I have uh, monthly meetings. You can go there and you can talk about your sighting or you can simply just contact them. You probably email them or something. Um, you know, it's that's the best way, if I'd say, to report um, the sighting. And then they can, they figure out, they have a lot of ways to figure out if there's something in the area. If it's a secret military operation, we're never going to know anything, obviously. Right, and that's kind of what I figured with this. You know, you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a uh, military history kind of buff. And, yeah, good. And, I've, and I, there's, you know, I know an airplane when I see it. I know even a lot of times, you know, I, being in central, you know, southern Florida, a lot of times these, air, these military aircraft fly over at night you know, practice and refueling and stuff with very minimal lighting on. And you can still tell it's an airplane, even though they don't have all their running and navigation lights on. You can hear it. You can see the, you know, you can tell. Yeah. But that little, that blue thing just about made me want to dig a hole and hide. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty, that's what we, that's what people will say. I mean, but... MUFON will actually, they have ways, They like I said, they can't do anything about secret military stuff, but they can look at it, they can look at the, they'll take the video and actually look, evaluate it and see what it, it could be. I mean, it looks like you're, it sounds as though it's what you say it is, it's something odd, and we don't, we don't know, but did you hear that, um, 
the sonic boom about five in the morning today? Did you hear that? No, I did not. They had a, uh, in your area, they had, my sister lives in Southern Florida. Well, not totally South in the Southern portion of Florida. And, uh, she lives, lives by, um, Cape Canaveral. And um, they had a, uh, there was a, they call it an X-37B. It's a ship that was in orbit um, for three years. They were doing an experiment. It looks like, yeah, it's, uh, it looks like a space shuttle, little space shuttle. There's no people in it. It supplies only at this time. And it, what it did, it did in re-entry, it broke the sound barrier and made a sonic boom. And, uh, you know, it rattled a lot of people, but I have, uh, do you get text on your phone or do you get text text? Are you able to text on your phone? Yeah. Yes, sir. Do you have an Apple phone or do you have whatever? No, I've got a, it's a Samsung, I think. But But you can text, you can receive text. I'll send you a picture. I've got, I collect, I stopped collecting because I have too much, but I have a lot of military. You, it's something you probably enjoy, some military aircraft pick, yeah. um, uh, art. And I've got an X-37. I've got a picture that was, they say, the guy I bought it from, I don't know if it's true. You know, I paid like a hundred bucks for it. Um, it's an, I, I believe it's an older version of the X-37. It might not have been a 37, but... It's all, it looks almost like this thing, and I'll I'll send you a picture of the picture I've got, and uh, it's got the little skunk works, you know. Um, it was allegedly this picture was in Kelly Johnson's office, uh, which he you know he did, um, you know the black aviation, the skunk works down in uh, Palmdale, L, the L.A. area. So I've never seen another picture like this, but it's. Um, you know, it's but it's got the little skunk on the back, so it's obviously well, not obviously, obviously it was depicting that. You know, I don't know what's real. You yeah, never know cool. what's real. You know, but if we, I've got other things, you know, that I that I collect. You know, so it's, if you like, and I've got an X-ray of myself, I've got to dig up for you that uh, the doctors can't explain. Also, I've got a. It looks like a a little transistor that's. Nobody knows how it got into my spinal column. Oh no way! And they and, uh, that yeah, yeah, send me a picture of that. That'd be interesting. I think that came from our nineteen seventy eight seventy nine thing, but that was I've had you know when did you have that put in? Like I didn't have nothing put in there. <laughs> like, yeah, because they're like, what is that? That's like, bizarre. Yeah. They don't they can't figure it out, huh? That's weird. Yeah, I'd like to see that. That'd be interesting. I'll, I'll dig it up. I have an actual X-ray, the, the old, you know, the negative-looking X-ray thing. I had to beg my doctor to get it out of his office. But that's am- it's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> but you, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Um, yeah, but you haven't had any experiences other than the two things. Uh, no, that one in nineteen. 19- you know, in the in the it might have been early eighty even, but it was back there, and I I just didn't understand why the other people there was five of us all together, and they didn't they didn't even want to talk about it. I'm like, how could you not want to talk about something like that? I'm 
and the only person that did want to talk about it was my buddy Eddie, who was in the front seat with me, and he's no longer with us. But the the three girls were just refused. They're like, no way. Well, the the problem there's a misconception. Back in the even in the seventies, there was a big when Bill and I. Well, when Bill and I, you always worry about not really worry, but you get concerned because in the sixties and seventies, if you talk about seeing a flying saucer, you could end up after having people tell you that you need to have psychological evaluation, <laughs> you know. But nowadays, it's mainstream. If you ask. I have cards that actually have, um, they have a QR code so people can find our uh, podcast on, um, We they can find our podcast online easier. So um, I'll, um, if you want to send me your address, I can send you a couple of those and, you know. That would be great. I have a friend or two that would probably love to have one of those. Yeah, I'll send you some cards and it's, it makes it easy. But if you look, if you go online, you I assume you surf the internet and look at stuff. We all like we all do. Yeah, if you you don't have a computer, you computer, don't have a computer Terry. No, sir. <laughs> You're living so living off the grid. <laughs> don't want to be found. Well, uh, <laughs> they found me too much. I've had money from my bank missing and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that's no yeah. good. Yeah, it's so, um, but yeah, you'll have have you seen me your address and uh, I'll send you out a few of those cards. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. We'll um, what we'll do is I've got, I'm going to go ahead and end the recording. Now we can still chat for a minute though, but we'll, well go ahead and end this. Your time also. No problem. Hang on just a sec. <sighs> this thing is hard to follow, but. Oh, what in the hell? It was just like right at the end of the canal I live on. So at the end of the interview, Terry and I had, uh, we, we ended the interview and Terry and I chatted for another 10 or 15 minutes and he's, um, really excited about the things that he saw and, um, we're uh, again. We're really excited to have him back on uh, live. So, should go pretty good. Thanks for listening to the A List, the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to Alien Probe Podcast at gmail dot com. Visit us on Facebook. Check out our website alienprobe.net, Twitter and Instagram at Alien Probe Pod, YouTube. Check us out. Like and subscribe. Thanks to our senior producer. Thanks, uh, Dr. Bill, for putting this all together for us, and um, should be. Um, I think it'll go pretty well. Watch the skies. Watch the skies. <laughs> this thing is hard to follow, but. Oh.